0: Welcome to a comedy of eras where we have deep thoughts about shallow things. Join us on our tour uh, through iconic pop culture events throughout history. I'm Ash, I'm your local wine mom. Obviously, I do not have enough brains to be that interesting to a zombie, (laughs) so maybe I'll survive the zombie apocalypse.
1: I'm Courtney, I'm your local sci-fi enthusiast and bacon connoisseur. Bacon, that's fancy. (laughs)
2: I'm Shay, your fantasy enthusiast, and also the zombie-obsessed of the group.
0: And we're coming to talk to you guys about
1: zombies! Yeah, the zombie craze Uh, of the, like, late 2010s, honestly, that really has carried on still to today. Like, there's still a big deal.
0: (laughs) I feel like it's kind of dead now, but I... You know, it's still going. The Walking Dead is still going. Yeah,
2: and there are a lot of modern zombie (laughs) movies still coming out.
1: Cool. Yeah, I mean, like, there's something to be said about, like, it never dies. (laughs) Like a zombie, perhaps. You know, it keeps shuffling on, keeps going (laughs) forwards. You get real meta about that.
0: Are zombies just metaphor for us escaping death? Who knows? Well,
2: ironically, you've touched on a main plot point of The Walking Dead.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: I to be honest, I only ever watched a couple episodes of The Walking Dead, or maybe like a season or two of The Walking Dead. And I I read a couple of the comics, but I think I only got to the governor in The Walking Dead, which is oh, by the way, The Walking Dead is a zombie show that is Wildly popular, um, starring, I don't know, some guy named...
2: Norman Reedus!
0: <laughs> oh yes, Norman Reedus.
1: <laughs> and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. To be clear, those are two different characters. <laughs> <laughs> and the ba- and the bad guy from oh, uh, yeah. Love Actually. I was going to say the bad guy oh. from Supernatural. Oh, he's but, not uh... the bad guy. He's like, he's a lovey little sign holder in Love Actually. Oh, no, but now we're talking about different people. We were talking Isn't about Jeffrey B. D. Oh, Morgan, and now we're mind. back to Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> the...
2: Oh, Andrew Lincoln. God, we're bad with names. Thank you, Courtney.
0: <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Follow us on our
2: tour through pop culture as we name them all differently
1: because we can't do our shit Good street. luck learning any of them. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when The Walking Dead came out. Like, it was a big deal. It was one of the, like, high production quality zombie TV shows. And, like, really, really doubled down on Mm -hmm. everything. The graphics were amazing. There were big homages to, like, 28 Days Later and everything. Oh, the special effects Yeah, and it was also,
2: like, AMC's, like, biggest show. And I think it even still is. Like, it's, like, their, you know, like, HBO's Game of Thrones. It's, like, AMC's Walking Dead
1: kind of style.
0: Yeah. Did AMC do Breaking Bad? No, I can't remember.
1: I'm gonna look up real fast, but you might you be might right. You might be right.
2: They are known for, like, gritty.
0: Yeah, I remember AMC coming out as networks, TV, big, big hitters. One thing I was always impressed with The Walking Dead is it's a lot of practical effect and just, like, makeup and costuming, which, as yeah. we all know, holds up way better and looks way better, so.
1: Mm-hmm. And to clarify, yeah, Breaking Bad was AMC. Oh, so they did that, and then that ended, and then they did Walking Dead was kind of their next big. Hmm. Well, that's cool.
0: The golden age of scripted television.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the zombie craze, honestly, like zombies have always been big in pop culture. I mean, like we go back to like Night of the Living Dead and all that jazz, and there's a whole history of them, especially in relation to like the Mm -hmm. slave trade to go like fairly far back. So, they've always been around, and then they got really uh, ad- adapted into pop culture with Night of the Living Dead. And those were like basically the standalone zombie films and really established that zombies are slow walking, they are the risen dead, and they want to kill and eat people and all that. And then, uh, so you see in zombie films going on throughout the years, but the big resurgence really came with Danny Boyles 28 Days Later, with sort of the quote unquote reinvention of the zombie. I mean, Danny Boyle doesn't really consider 28 Days Later to be a zombie film, but that's definitely how people took it, uh, because his zombies are still people, but they're still alive. They're just, you know, sick. Yeah,
2: infected humans.
1: Right? But uh, still a stunning movie, but it was more a commentary on society and more commentary on men. Yeah. Yeah, right? What a great movie, though. Whew. Oh, so good! The entire opening sequence of Killian Murphy walking through London and dead silent, and you have no idea what's going on. And I like oh, just iconic enough that even, of course, The Walking Dead replicated it with the whole waking up in the hospital bed and the world has gone to hell. Yeah, same idea. It's almost a trope now, but yeah, started with that film. So good. But from there, now everyone wanted to do, do their own spin-off on zombies because the mold had been broken. So now you got new zombies that can run or like maybe they're fast or super strong. Yeah, and that's definitely what kicked it off. I would agree.
0: Yeah. I I well actually I'm I'm gonna counter
1: Ooh. that. I'm gonna
0: tell you that you're wrong. Please Cordy, do but I'm gonna start at the beginning. Cause that's where my research started.
1: <laughs> Alright, hit me. So.
0: Um, So, zombies actually mostly come from Haiti, which was a French colony in the Caribbean. Um, So, it's crazy with the Caribbean because of the slave trade, unfortunately, and everything and all the shipping and the trading that was going on in that area. It is such a melting pot. I would call the Caribbean the true melting pot of the world because you get such wild, like you get, um, you know. For example, vo- voodoo. I sorry. I I did read this. I just didn't read how to pronounce anything. Um, but there's vood- voodoo. I believe is the correct pronunciation. Uh, we know it as voodoo obviously. And that's where kind of zombies originated. So, it was a little bit different, however. So, what it was is that uh, Haitian sorcerers or high priests could animate the dead and enthrall them. So, make them their their slaves, basically. And this was used um I guess by some uh, some of the Haitians that were participating in the slave trade as a way to stop slaves from killing themselves because, guys, the slave trade was really bad and it was really, really bad in the Caribbean. Poor yeah, that's boy.
1: underselling it. Yeah. I...
0: <laughs> Whew. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. But the zombies were always it kind of came from they were going to blow a powder on you and you were going to inhale it and then you would become uh, a zombie, right? So at that time, the thought was, uh, obviously they didn't exactly say what they were doing, but there was some theories of uh, neurotoxins, tetrotodoxin, and, uh, or in one in one theory that I don't think was practiced very much, I hope not, was uh, powdered brain tissue from a freshly buried child. Oh, dark. Rough. So, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I sure hope we didn't try that one out a lot. But, you know, humans always amaze me with their capacity for evil. So, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, let's move on from that. So the idea of the zombie... It was really, it really took hold in Haiti and uh, Louisiana as well, which has a lot of the French influence because it was a French colony as well. And I think there's a lot of crossover from Haiti to Louisiana. I could be 100%. I think
2: you're right because even you're describing like the powder and the neurotoxin. I swear I have read this as like a Cajun voodoo thing as well, which makes sense for Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah.
0: So I think maybe it's just the way that the French interacted with that at that time that we see that popping up. Um, You know, the Spanish colonies have their own different flavor, right? They, in a lot of them, there's the Catholicism mixed with the indigenous religions a little bit as usual, too. So we're going to fast forward a bit after. (laughs) Oh, if you guys really want to listen to anything, this podcast will kill you. Does a crossover with the biology of superheroes about toxin and zombies? So check it out if you're interested. Yeah. Anyways, so George Romero released Dawn of the or no Night of the Living Dead in 1968,
2: and I would, I would say that did kick it off a oh, little bit yes, too. Oh yes, one
0: hundred percent. Actually, they I even found, spoofed it. Yes, they did. Um, I would say too. So this part I found interesting is George Romero was actually inspired by a movie called Last Man on Earth, which I don't know if you guys know is actually the uh, movie version of the no- novella uh, I Am Legend.
2: Before which I is Am a Legend,
0: vampire book.
2: Ah, yeah, cool.
0: So that's actually his vampire movie, kind of or ma- vampire novel. But, yeah. Anyways, it's a really great novel, guys. If you guys ever want to read it, definitely do. Uh,
1: Noted. The movie gave me nightmares. (laughs) So, can't wait for the book.
0: (laughs) 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 It's very different. It's very different. So, yeah. And then, throughout the 70s, because people really loved Night of the Living Dead. George Romero got huge. He made a couple, he made, I think, Shay, you might know this actually better than I do, but I think he did one more movie in the 70s and then one in the 80s.
2: That sounds right, because there was a sequel to, mm, there was a sequel to Night of the Living Dead. But it wasn't. And I know there was. Day of the Dead. Ah, Day of the Dead. But there's also, like, there's another sequel that he did. He did Night of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, and then...
0: Land of the Dead in, like, 2004, I think.
1: Yes. That sounds right. Hold on. I'm consulting the Google.
0: (laughs) Maybe one of us should know what we're actually talking about. (laughs) I am
1: a millennial. I don't actually know anything. I just look it up. (laughs)
0: Could you imagine before Google?
2: I mean, I can remember it. Dawn of the Dead, you guys. I'm a fool. Of course it's Dawn of the Dead.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so there's like six films. (laughs) You go Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, which is one you're talking about. And then we go to Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, Survival of the Dead, and then I guess... There is uh, this one has TBA or date to be released, but um, Road of the Dead.
2: Yeah. Wow. Okay, I recommend you only watch the first two, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Yeah. So zombies actually got pretty big in the seventies. There is movies coming out. Uh, what's really interesting too is at the time the zombie movies a more of a commentary about uh, consumerism you'll see even uh, some of George Romero's movies take place in a mall where it's just mindless hordes of people you know it's I, I, I wonder if he ever saw Black Friday
1: <laughs> but yeah it was very
0: much a statement on consumerism and capitalism and you know that sort of thing I would say that That commentary has changed somewhat now. It's not quite based on that. The new wave of zombies isn't based as much on the fear of consumerism and turning into mindless people. Anyways, but yeah, that's what George Romero was going for. And he actually never referred to them as zombies in his first movie. They were just fools. And then afterwards people are like, oh, these are zombies. And he was like, Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but in the eighties, uh, zombies kind of they started dying. There was Evil Dead, I think, the Sam Raimi movie Evil Dead that had zombies. Am I thinking of the right one?
2: Um Evil Evil Dead, no well it didn't re it kind of had zombies, but it was more supernatural, like occult-based. Uh Yes, that's from right. what I recall. Great movie, Courtney. You'd hate it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> noted.
2: <laughs> so,
0: zombie movies kind of start dying out because they got replaced by slasher films. Yes, which we all know as the West Craven, Friday the 13th. You guys, we should do an episode that...
1: on that, buddy. I am so I in, I will shit, be so guys, out of my comfort I zone. Like so you can shock and delay <laughs> 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 Oh, I love
0: I love slash. love them. One They're
2: Christmas terrible. I watched every single Jason movie in a row and you guys oh my god. you think there's 5, there's 11. Jason Goes to Space at one point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I watched that one in theaters. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yep. I also watched Freddy versus
1: Jason in theaters. <laughs> nice. I love dark shit and I have zero tolerance for slasher films like it's, uh, it's weird you know what
2: I love horror movies and the older I get the more I'm scared of everything which is weird because you'd think as a kid you'd be more scared no now if I watch a horror movie I have to like sit alone and decompress for like a week <laughs> You have to watch some SpongeBob
0: to like calm you down because that's something I've done. I'm gonna watch Tangled for the (laughs) thirteenth time. Oh dear. Yeah, that's... I I watched a lot of slashers when I was young. (laughs) Me too. Probably not great for me actually. Thanks for letting me watch all that. (laughs) Anyways, so zombie movies died out. However, at this time, they started getting big in Eastern markets. So uh, there was a big uh, zombie craze in Hong Kong. There was a lot of Hong Kong movies Mm. about zombies, which is super interesting because Hong Kong definitely has its own style of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And then it made its way to (laughs) to Japan and those Japanese people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they take an idea that we come up with and they just make it so I much mean, better. Sir.
2: To be fair, the Haitians came up with it.
0: <laughs> well, yes, yes. Yeah, that was not us, actually. I will take that. Yeah, away. we
1: just <laughs> we just stole and monetized it. Thanks, colonizers. Yes, That's white. what white people are the best at.
2: <laughs> but I will say, honestly, the Japanese horror movies are probably... 900,000 times better than ours,
0: generally. (laughs) The the grudge, oh my god, is so much scarier when it's Japanese.
2: Yes, also, okay, I'm going to bring this up later, but Train to Busan is not Japanese, it's Korean. Mm. However, also Koreans are dynamite movie makers, and Train to Busan is like one of the best zombie movies in probably the last decade. It is so freaking good, you guys. Everyone should watch it.
1: (laughs) I actually, it's on my list to watch, but I have not been in the mood for it. (laughs) So every mood is the right mood for it. My next movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so good to know. I'm probably never going to watch them because I will die. Is what it sounds like. You guys. Woo! So in ninety in
0: 1996, uh, the video game Resident Evil was released. I was totally going to bring that up.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) resident evil it got huge people it made its way over to the western markets and people loved it it was it got huge it got big and they started making movies out of it and i would say that's probably what actually uh reinvigorated the zombie craze in the western world Was Resident Evil. And then there was another one. I think it was called House of the Living Dead. Uh, It was another Japanese video game. But came out kind of around the same time as Resident Evil. And again, huge hit. Made its way over. And people
1: loved it. Yeah, honestly, I'll give that to
2: you. I think you're right. But I think House of the Dead was after 28 Days. But before... No, Resident Evil was before 28 Days. Yes, it was. <laughs> but House of the Dead is that.
0: Yeah, I I don't know about the movies to be fair. Yeah, whereas. those were later for sure. Movies. I don't know
2: when those but were released. The video game was earlier. Uh no, the first film in Resident <laughs> Evil was probably early 2000s which is the same time as twenty-eight days later.
0: Yeah, I do remember it yeah. coming out kind of around that time, so it would follow. That does make sense.
1: <laughs> Just give me 30 seconds. <laughs> Oh, 2 was the first one. The first oh, film. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
0: Okay. So, same year as 28 Days Later.
1: That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, actually, there were uh, three films before 28 Days Later. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I will absolutely give that to you. I think you're right. Resident Evil did kickstart that. Yeah.
0: So, gotcha, guys.
1: <laughs> nice. However, movie
2: was God, but 28 Days Later is such a better movie. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion. Is <laughs> it?
0: Um, I don't know much about 28 Days Later. I only watched it, like, a long time ago when I was younger. But isn't it just, like, a couple film students that they were like, yeah, we really want to make this movie. And they did, and it's super low budget.
2: Yeah, it was something to do with it was the first Steadicam or handy Cam. It was the first something. You're totally right. There was, like, something weird about it. And then they did 28 Weeks Later, like, you know, years and years later also a decent movie but very different vibe because it's very hollywood compared to 28 days later yeah
0: and i i actually think that's kind of where i leave off i might have some things to put in your guises because guys there was a lot about zombies
2: there's tons about zombies because zombies are cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah okay i'll pick up right from right from there So the early 2000s, we of course had Resident Evil and and all of those things, and zombies were pretty big in the early 2000s, I would say, but not as big as like the 2010s. We were kind of all leading up to that. So of course, after 28 Days Later, the next like big one, I would say, is the Shaun of the Dead, because that was like the spoof on the George Romero classic. And I actually, shockingly, because I love zombie films, just saw Shaun of the Dead seven months ago for the first time.
1: Oh my god! I love (laughs) Shaun of the Dead.
2: You would? It's because it's not scary.
1: (laughs) But it's also funny.
2: (laughs) It is funny. It was really good. I really liked it. But that that definitely was a big one. Like lots of people, it made it way more approachable for people who don't like scary movies as well, right? Yeah. And then, of course. Right around, I don't know the exact time that this was published, but right around, like, the late 2000s was when The Walking Dead, like, graphic novels were being produced. So the show wasn't on, but people were, like, reading it. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember, to be honest with you. But I'm pretty sure they were out in 2008 or something.
0: Yeah, I feel like the height of zombie era was like 2011, 2012, so I think like a couple years before that.
2: Yes, I agree. When... And and there's so many like things right around like the 2008 to 2011 time because that was when they were just turning them out because that's of course like so that's when 28 weeks later there was enough like hype to be like we want more and then they brought out 28 weeks later in like 2007 and then, do you remember, like, you remember in high school how big zombies were? Everyone oh, was talking yeah. zombie apocalypse and everything. Yeah, and then I Am Legend, of course, which, like we said, is more vampire-esque. However, specifically in the film, they don't call them that. They're just kind of also infected humans, a la 28 Days Later style. But that was also 2007?
0: 2008? Sounds right.
2: And then the, the <laughs> other big one, if we're talking, like, I'm not sure if it's Chinese or Japanese, so please correct me if you know better. Maybe I'm totally just wrong. Actually, maybe it was Spanish. Gosh, I'm all over. But do you guys remember the series Wreck? It was like no. R-E-C for record. Vaguely. Vaguely. No. And it, like, the, the movie title was like R-E-C and it had yes. the recording red button. And then it was like just like a dark film yeah. cover. Maybe.
0: Hmm.
2: Okay, used to be on Netflix. I'm gonna send you guys a link to this. It is such a good movie. Okay, um, it was Spanish. It it is Spanish. It is Spanish. It's totally Spanish, and it's it's like a found footage film. So, um, normally I don't like handicap movies because I'm old and I get nauseous if anything moves too quickly. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I feel that. But it's so good. It's like about a. There's like a reporter, and so there's a cameraman, and there's. They're going into, like, an apartment building because there's, there's some sort of emergency happening. Either, like, there's a fire or they were called there. So they go in and they think it's just, like, kind of a generic emergency. And it turns out it's, like, full-on zombies. Oh, my God. Excellent movie. And there's also sequels and stuff. But that was a big, big one around 2008 as well. Okay. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, go watch it. Let me know. Everyone listening... Watch it. Let me know what you think. It was good. Yeah, so, anyways, this is all happening, of course. And then, probably, I don't even know when Walking Dead started, but I think it was like 2012. Does that sound um, possible?
1: No, to you guys? it was 2011 because, or no, yes, yes, I believe it was actually early 2011 because I just moved into residence at university <laughs> and we were excited. Or, no, sorry, late 2011, I think.
2: Uh, Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And so The Walking Dead, I would argue like the zombie craze was already already happening, of course, and people were really into them. But then The Walking Dead was like a really big kickoff. Like everyone started watching it. It was really approachable. Yeah, And like it was scary, but not horror movie. So even people who don't watch horror would watch it. And the first season of The Walking Dead, I am a big Walking Dead fan, but I will not torture you guys by telling you to go watch all of it. (laughs) Um, The first season of The Walking Dead is excellent. Yes, it is. So if you're going to jump in, watch that first season. And uh, Carol is the greatest character, so don't at me, everyone. Everyone. Don't at me. If you watch the first season, you're going to come out of it. And I know that's
0: a spicy
2: take. That is not a spicy take. Uh, Okay, it's a spicy take if you only watch the first season. But if you watch all the seasons, Carol is a bigger badass than anyone else on that on that premise. (laughs) Unless you read the graphic novels, they're very different. Holy crap, they could not be more different. So (laughs) fair enough. But there you go. That's my opinion. And then the other one we didn't touch on, Ash, we were kind of talking about this, it kind of got us kicked off here, was um, World War Z. Oh,
0: yes, because I just finished, okay, so, sorry, this is my thing. Anyways, it uh, it got released as an audiobook, and it, the author loves he is so proud of that. Like, he he narrated the audiobook. They had like huge names, guys. They had Martin Scorsese and Simon Pegg and, as voice actors for this audiobook, which is weird because usually that never happens. Sometimes it's Edmund Kemper reading your audiobooks for all you true crime fans out there, co ed killer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Max Brooks loves the the franchise. I know the movie was stuck in development hell for years, mm-hmm. so it got released almost a little too late for the zombie craze.
2: Twenty thirteen. Yeah,
0: and it was it was just like another big action flick. Whereas the book is much it, the book is very different.
1: Well the the book is set like after the zombie apocalypse happens and it's it's the narrator traveling the world to get accounts of people who survived. Yeah. So you see all these different viewpoints from around the world and that's what was really fascinating was like sort of the recovery after and, and yeah getting after. the sort of experience of what went wrong. Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. Also, okay, my question for you guys. Here's my take on this. World War Z, crazy good book, you guys. I read that book and felt like I had walked out of a war, and yeah. I I was part of it, and I was devastated.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Okay, mm-hmm. I tried reading it in 2020. I was like, oh, this weird... Yeah. So, uh, there's a... Virus popping up in rural China that kind of gets covered up by the government <laughs> and then there's a rush Ooh. back I was like, oh no! Everything oh no. is wrong.
2: Yeah, I recommend you guys read it, but, you know, maybe give it a year. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, and, and then the movie. Okay, the movie is actually not a bad movie in my opinion. Like, I enjoyed the movie. However, it's almost like a totally different... Yeah. It's not related at all. Like, I would not be like, I have to read this book before I watch the movie or vice versa. Yeah. They have nothing in common.
1: <laughs> yeah. There, there's a delicate art to converting a book to a movie because one is a written medium and one is a visual. Yeah. So of course there's going to be differences. But they really decided to take the entire account of that. That, like all the accounts of experiencing the zombie apocalypse firsthand and turn that into the movie rather than capturing the essence of after mm-hmm. the end. Yeah,
2: and they skipped some good accounts. Like they picked like the most action yeah. movie account and then yeah. <laughs> rolled mm-hmm. with that was one. There,
0: do you remember the International Space Station account? That was it blew my mind. I like who would have who would have even thought? He interviews a guy. I don't remember that one. Oh, he interviews a guy that was on the International Space Station. And during just the...
2: watching. Yeah. Honestly, the one that remember in my heart I remember the most was, like, Northern Canada. Do you oh, remember the oh, girl? Oh, oh,
1: maybe I do remember I that. I read that, yes. and I was like, holy yes. crap.
2: Anyways, we won't spoil it for you guys. You should read it, and then drop us a line. Tell us how much you loved it. And if you hated it, don't talk to us. Just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> World War Z is a really good book, you guys. And I only just read it now. So then I was like, hey, guys, we should do zombies.
1: <laughs> and of course, I was like, yes, because I love zombies more than anything. Yeah, right. Also, I should point out with that, Canadians, we are pronouncing it World War Z, not World oh, War Z. No.
2: Oh, it's true. But you know what? Okay, unpopular Canadian opinion. Zed is stupid. It Z is. sounds better. It
1: does. <laughs> Agreed. That's my aesthetic. <laughs> the Roman alphabet just has ease at the end of all the letter names, so it flows way easier. It
2: does. Um, okay, and then the last one I was going to bring up, which is kind of like the last big zombie film until we had kind of like another surge... Gosh, when would the last surge be? Probably recently. Probably like twenty seventeen. Okay, I'll. I'll, So, Warm Bodies was like that romance movie. I saw that in theaters. It's actually not terrible.
0: Delightful. It wasn't. I I love Nicholas Holt, the the kid with the eyebrows and about a boy. I love him.
2: Yeah, it was. It was a good (laughs) movie. I didn't mind it. But that came out right around the same time as World War Z. Just kidding. World War Z. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and then it kind of, the big movies, like the big Hollywood style movies, kind of petered off for a while. Walking Dead is still going the whole time, but there's no big zombie movies out for a long time until probably, I, I want to say that, oh, you know what? Okay. Another unpopular opinion. I'm full of these for zombies. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, my friend. First of all, Pride and Prejudice is my favorite book and movie of all time. So thats I'll just start with that baseline. So you
0: might be a little biased.
2: I am. And uh, here's a hot take for you. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is a great frickin' movie, and I watch it at least twice a year. (laughs) I didn't even know it was a movie. I just thought it was a book. Oh, it's also a book. The movie is so good. And you know why? It's like a feminist zombie allegory and literally you're watching it and you're like, ugh, this girl's about to get saved by men. And next thing you know, there's like six badass sisters all trained in China and martial arts and they just like slay everything and Darcy just looks at them and he's like, hot. That is the whole movie. (laughs) It's incredible. (laughs) Okay, I might have to watch it (laughs) You should. It's on Netflix. I highly recommend. And also... I don't want to, I won't spoil anything, but I'm pretty sure everyone knows how Pride and Prejudice kind of goes. But there is a proposal given at one point in the movie. And whoo, if I do not get proposed to with those words, I don't want it. You guys, feminism (laughs) is is the way. (laughs) Love that. Yeah. So everyone watch that too. Get back to me. (laughs)
0: So I always remember, I almost saw the whole zombie craze is almost like a backlash to the Twilight craze, because remember, it was almost like, oh, I'm not into Twilight. That's for girls. I'm into zombies.
1: Yeah, that kind of makes sense, actually. I almost agree with you, except we've already established that the zombie thing was really popular pre-Twilight. Yeah. So, I mean, but, the, like, to be fair, the Twilight phase yeah. hit its peak from, like, 08 to 10 12? 10, 12? Like, there was a concentrated four years where the movies were coming out, and we were in Twilight mania. And, <laughs> and, like, yeah, the books came out, you know, earlier than that, but it was while the movies were coming out that the world was insane.
0: Yeah, we were all a little Twilight crazy-
1: hearts for life.
2: <laughs> were you Team Edward? Team Jacob. I prefer the term twit. Okay! Edward. I will die on this hill. I was Team Jasper. He's a confederate soldier! <laughs> Jasper is the best character in that
1: godforsaken... of. I can't even say the word. Series! <laughs> uh, I think you're wrong. I think that the dads of the series were way more interesting than everyone else.
2: <laughs> oh, be. you're so right. Charlie, Bella's father, deserves Hello, a medal. Right?
1: And then Carlisle <laughs> raising a whole... And whoever the actor who plays him... Who? <laughs> Billy Burke. What a gem. Okay, but we're going to save this for our Twilight episode, yeah, because I firmly believe Dadlight was the better story. I do too. At least I had personalities. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyways, anyways. So, just quickly looking, um, the first Twilight movie was a wait, And so, like, so yes, Twilight was... So the books were coming out a couple years prior, so Twilight was actually was big around the time zombies were huge. So I take it back, you are correct, Ashley. But zombies were so incredibly pop culture, but I think less in terms of direct conflict with Twilight, though they may have gotten strength from it because, you know, you had to pick if you were into girly Twilight, or were you into zombies? Because that was the big appeal of zombie stories, in my opinion was that everyone got to live out their action hero fantasy, where the heroes didn't have to be rich uh, or have superpowers, but you just had to be strong and tough and kill things. And um, zombie films typically, uh, modernly at least, follow the downfall of society and the end of capitalism. So now everyone's equal, and there's like uh, this big push of only the strong survive, and survival of the fittest. And I think the big appeal of that was a sort of leveling of the playing field where everyone got to be, you know, the big hero in their own head because you didn't have to be anything special to survive. You just had to, you know, be cool and kill things good and outsmart them. That's a great take. Well, like, um, a big sort of, uh, in my friend group, a big pastime was us sitting around planning out what would you do if the zombies attacked and what would you do if it was the end of the world? And you had to be like, I would get my resources here, and I would do this, and I would do that, and all, like, you know, where would you hole up? Where would you establish your new society? Who would you take with you? Like, all those kinds of questions and scenarios. So you had to set up where you would get food, and where you would get, like, a weapons, or even weapons cash. And there were things everyone knew, like... You don't drive cars because those draw attention. But, like, you gotta make sure you're geared up so nothing can bite you. And what weapons you use because guns are obsolete. So, like, it was really fun. Like, there was problem-solving involved. But then it was very focused on who was toughest and who would survive. And in years since, looking back, you're like, yo, listen, at the end of society and the fall of capitalism, the ones who survive aren't going to be the ones who kill the most. It's gonna be the ones who know how to grow their own food and actually live off the land, but that was never a focus in any zombie media that I've seen. I think The Walking Dead does touch on it, but it very much highlights that, uh, like, it very much focuses on people who are willing to go to more violent extremes will be the survivors, and it's uh, like it's a world of you can't trust anyone but your closest clique. The
2: humans are the real monsters. Yeah, like, I think that they try to explore it later seasons, because there are, like, like, they do have farmers, and I do think they, like, attempted it a little bit with, like, the character Daryl Dixon, because, of course, he's, like, the most popular character on the show, and (laughs) for good reason, everyone, but he, um, he was not in the graphic novels at all. He was a character created simply for the show. And he, of course, like he is good at fighting and all those things. But the big reason that he is considered one of like the most valuable members is he knows how to like track and hunt and set snares and do all these things to find food in nature. So people are like, oh, he's more valuable in a way than Rick, who is trained with like a gun and stuff as a cop but doesn't know all of these ways to survive
1: outside yeah. of that. That's... And like, so, because, yeah, and even in all the stuff you're looking at, most media is focused on the immediate aftermath of, or, or even during the zombie apocalypse. So most support systems, like, you can still raid grocery stores, for instance, which is a big zombie trope, where you're breaking into places to raid them, or like canned foods you can find and all that, and it's like, Scavenging, but it's not quite surviving off the land. Like, n- not just yet. And it would be interesting to see more of that, but that's not very action-y and adventure-y and quote-unquote exciting is the big thing. Hence why zombies are very popular for all the killing and mayhem. I also I wonder if there was a big uh, popularity for it, because... You know, they're like humanoid creatures, like they're basically human, so the effects on them, for the most part, are pretty easy to do. You just have to slap some makeup on people, and that's, you know, rather than trying to make like a werewolf or a vampire that transforms, which all might require some more special effects in the film, uh, zombies are pretty easy.
0: And zombies can be done well with good makeup and good costume. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not one of those things where, like, oh, yeah, we could do it, but it's just easier to do CGI. Like, you could do it, like, you know. It, remember Zombie Walk, you guys? Yeah. Yeah, so we had Zombie Walk, and everybody dressed up like zombies. They were all, like, had, you know, bite yeah. bite marks and blood, and, you know, it was all super fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was totally a thing that happened, too.
2: I think they still have that too, where you can like do it's like a game of
1: tag, but you can like go and be part of it. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, so like there was a lot of things that you can see were really highlighted in Zombie media, like the gratuitous violence and being able to be violent on other people without any consequences because like you have to kill them before they kill you, right? But there was also the added element of you could become one of them at any moment unless you were careful. And so that added a sort of i'm i'm gonna say thrill to it a sort of element of unpredictability goodness, because at any moment you could catch uh you could become a zombie, all it takes is a bite, but uh, no really, I think that modern zombie media, like modern zombieism, is actually a capitalist commentary, or at least the good ones are so
0: I dug out my. <laughs> Walking Dead compendium of the graphic novel I have. And I actually, I did that because I actually think that um, it's got a really great tagline that kind of sums up exactly what it is. In a world ruled by the dead, we are forced to finally start living. Right? So, and the, the whole synopsis on this is very, like... Everything is gone. Now we have to start a new world. Yep. We have no television. Base cells, you know. It's kinda Yeah. You know Like world. there's
1: no mindless jobs. Everyone loses your day job. Like office work doesn't exist. There's no bills to pay and all that kind of jazz. Uh so there's like kind of an escapist fantasy in that. In that you lose the societal structure, of course, but now everyone is made equal. Like if you were a CEO or a taxi driver or a student even, and now you're all on a level playing field and it's actually about who's tougher and who's going to outwit and who's going to go further to save yourself that's going to, you know, quote unquote win.
2: And life skills too. Like I think there was a big thing talking about like, you know, like you could be a multi-billionaire and then the guy who, you know, is a mechanic is technically better off because he's... either he's stronger or he you know he's he goes to the gun range with his buddies or he whatever his skills are suddenly makes him more powerful than you when the entire life you lived was the opposite
1: yep so it's kind of interesting that way and then it also plays into like at the time well at the big zombie surge uh grimdark was the trend where things were brutal, and that humanity is awful at its core, and everyone is actually evil, and everyone is lying to themselves that we're all good people, but when push comes to shove, people are actually going to be cruel and dark and evil. Like, that was a really big thing. You see that especially in, um, like, was actually, you see it as the crux of uh, the Dark Knight movie, where their big reveal yep. was that, ooh, actually people, like even criminals, might actually be good. And that was, like, at the time, that was revolutionary for what media was doing. (laughs) And it was a big push against happy endings seeming like fake and outlandish. Uh, Like, people wanted to see dark stuff and to believe that people were awful at their core. There's
2: nothing I love more than either reading or writing people being pushed to the extreme.
1: (laughs) Right?
0: Well, it, you know, it does come on the... this kind of comes on the heels of, you know, the Great Recession. Uh, a lot of people who were writing the stuff at this time were of age during 9 That was another really big one. And then war era policies. And so I think it was kind of a reaction to all of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Was, We've gone too far. Society is not working. You know, things are going bad. I mean... Boy, if if they could see us now 10 years later.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Zombies might get very popular again in the next 10. (laughs) Um, This is like semi-related, but have you guys ever seen the zombie movie Cargo? It's with Martin Freeman.
0: No, I have not.
2: No? Okay, it was on Netflix. (laughs) If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's actually so good, but... Um, it's basically like a story, it's basically a, like a dad story, and of course, Martin Freeman is a gem, so it's beautiful, but it's very similar to what you were kind of talking about, where it's like this grim, dark sort of vibe. I th- want to say it's set in Australia, too, like the Australian outback. Yeah, I'm almost positive. So it's like a desert the whole time. Oh, um, interesting. But it's all about this dad trying to save his baby during like a zombie apocalypse. So you can imagine. Oh, God. That's a big task.
1: I, ask, I will cry my heart out. You will. Oh, God. It is,
2: I want to say it is, like, dark, but it has a nice resolution. So I
1: recommend. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I probably looked at it, but here's my hot take. I don't like Martin Freeman at all. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably why I avoided it. Wow, that is a hot take. Probably. Why. Anyways. Uh, But a a father taking care of a baby, I will watch that. It will destroy my heart, and I will love that. It will.
2: And you know what? I think I liked it, too, because he's not, like, he's not exceptional in any way. Like, Mm -hmm. he has no actual skills for the zombie apocalypse. He's just a dad. There you go. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's a nice movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, sort of, but (laughs) as nice as it can be. It's good entertainment. He's not action dad. Yes. Uh, So a couple of things we haven't talked about that we don't necessarily need to because they add into everything. But you have along with World War Z, you also have Max Brooks' zombie survival guide, which was huge. Like that came out in uh, like 03 and everyone had a copy and it was ridiculous if you hadn't read it. And it was kind of a gatekeeping thing. It was like, okay, but are you actually into zombies if you haven't read the book about it? And I remember reading yep. through it, and it was, you know, very tongue-in-cheek and very fun at the time. And it was a way for everyone to engage with each other. Like, uh, like at the time, you could talk to anyone and be like, so what's your zombie survival plan?
0: Yeah, it was a very, I remember that aspect. It was like, well, and you know, we'd all be drinking and, you know, well, zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. I'd do this and I'd do that. Me, personally, I would just die because I would not <laughs> live, could not live. But, you know,
1: that's just me. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and then um, the other big media thing was these Zombieland movies. Oh, yeah. And those were like the comedy action blend, but they were bigger like you went to the movie theaters to see them and while they leaned more into comedy rather than being big action thrillers they did have the mix of both
0: god bless woody harrelson oh i have i have the weirdest crush on woody harrelson (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why because it's not like he's like that attractive but man i just love
1: him Interesting. What an interesting choice. If there are other people like Ash out there, please let hey, us know. If you
0: guys don't think that Woody Harrelson is what whatever. <laughs> because I wouldn't even call him a babe or a hunk either, because it's not that. But watch true detective season one, alright? That's all I'm gonna say.
1: <laughs> fair, fair. But uh yeah, I think Zombie Land came out just as the zombie craze was uh, starting to die down again. And while it hasn't, like, it hasn't quite died because it's a zombie trend, but it has, um, honestly, the only big media right now that is still sticking hard to zombies uh, is The Walking Dead.
0: Isn't there, um, correct me if I'm wrong, because I totally don't know, but isn't there a show out there right now called iZombie?
1: Uh, there was, um, I believe it's done now. Okay. But yeah, honestly, uh, zombies got so big. Yeah, I zombie. she was a zombie, but she solved crimes by eating people's brains, I think. And then she could get some information from that, I think. Wow, that... But that's about that, all I know.
0: That is insane.
1: Yeah. Zombies were so big.
0: So I actually had a couple of things that didn't really fit in anywhere, but I really wanted to talk to you guys about them, because they're... You know me, I love my true crime. (laughs) So, back, um, when I was talking about Haitian zombies, I brought up that a lot of times it was some sort of substance that made them zombies. That's actually been tied quite a bit. You'll often hear um, drug addicts being described as zombies, as well as, uh, people will say that oh, drugs make you act like a zombie. Like, well, her. This is the biggest example. Pro- one of the biggest examples, probably, was uh, there was a rapper in two thousand and two, who is now much more famous for his actions rather than his rap career. But he got high on PCP with his roommate and his roommate's boyfriend. And then he ate his roommate.
1: I forgot about that. Yes,
0: his name was Big Lurch. And oh my god, I didn't even write down his actual name. I should probably (laughs) find his actual name. He's still in jail. Um, (laughs) He got 20, 21 years, 20 years. Um, There was... Uh, her face, like her body, was eaten. So his name was Antron Singleton, and he murdered Tynesha
1: Isaias. Sorry, I'm yeah, probably there was them. um uh, P- like PCP bath salts at the time. Well, and that's what I was actually gonna talk
0: about next was the big bath salt scare of 2012. If you listen to the media, every every kid was doing bath salt. I am so dumb that I still thought that bass, I still thought people were just loading up a bowl with Epsom salts and smoking them. I thought that's I what did bass too. salts were. I was,
1: like, I was literally looking at the Epsom salts we had at home, and I was like, I can't believe we have these in the house. <laughs> like, And I was trying to understand how people were ingesting them oh for God, these effects.
0: So because I was
1: definitely like, I bathed in these, and I didn't kill anyone, so what are they doing? <laughs>
0: Turns out basalts is just a name for designer drugs. Um, Yeah, so there's Big Lurch PCP. PCP was a big, scary drug. Everybody in the media was like, oh my god, PCP, it's going to ruin all the children. Think of the children. Um, The other really big one, because it happened during this big zombie craze, was the Miami Cannibal Incident, when a man... Who was presumably high? I'll get into that uh presumably high attacked a man and started eating his face and I guess oh, oh boy guys it's it's bad i I could get into it. I whoa the uh horrific attack um a guy named Rudy Eugene was walking on. The freeway, and saw a homeless man named Ronald Popo, and he s- started eating him. He overpowered him and started like taking chunks and eating his face. Ugh. Just really yeah. scary, um, it, really horrific. You guys, guys, the attack lasted for eighteen minutes, what? eighteen minutes long before there was any intervention. Christ. So, finally, somebody saw this and called the cops. Thank God. The cops got there. Rudy Eugene was not responding. He was still, the cops shouted, pulled their guns, said, get off of him. He did not, and he was shot and killed. So we may never know what happened. Now, this was, it was said that this was basalt. That was what it was blamed on toxicology reports were inconclusive. Meh. There was ident- unidentified pills in his stomach, so in good news, Ronald Popo is alive. He reconnected with his family because he was homeless. He is permanently blind uh, because of the attack and horrifically disfigured, but he picked up guitar and he's staying in Miami Hospital now. So... Is that a happy ending? I don't know.
2: It could be worse, I suppose, is the ending there.
1: (laughs) sweet? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it it, it could be worse. That's a good way to look at it.
0: So I think that's all I had to say. I just, I was really interested in that, you guys. I'm sorry. I went down a rabbit hole and... (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, it does tie, like, and I think this is more a topic for another time, but the movement of media from, uh, you know, what's shocking, uh, because that's what always gets people talking, of course, and so grotesque violence was really shocking at the time, and the zombie resurgence was also very grotesque, and it effectively boils Mm. down to cannibalism, which is, of course, a societal taboo and so that's very shocking and very horrific to think of as a baseline level um because like murder isn't so much a shock anymore where it used to be mm-hmm. in media yeah we're um, uh, we're very desensitized to violence so now you get zombies which are people who eat people and that's very you know baseline shocking and there's a conversation to be had about how the oversaturation of zombies yeah. Led to a desensitization to this kind of brutal violence, and so yeah. to where we've moved on to it in this new age. The big shock is incest storylines, uh, because that is one of the you know other big societal taboos, and so yeah, like that's a that's a big uh, that's a touchy subject.
0: Hey, that's been around forever, all
1: right. <laughs> but we're seeing lots of media plots and storylines come out. And lots of pop culture stuff, because, uh, at least I think, because effectively cannibalism, mostly in relation to zombies, has been oversaturated. And so it's not shocking anymore. And I also, like, at the time, it was it was a very novel, uh, like, the idea of a global pandemic. Truly, like, that was something that was so far off from what anyone would think possible, Uh To say that completely factually, because we are in the middle of a global pandemic, because at the time it was unrealistic. Like, everyone was like, it could happen, but we all know it won't. So, you know, irony. Wish we were wrong.
0: (laughs) That's a really good take, Courtney. I appreciate that. (laughs) I think... I think we have exhausted our zombie topic. Although I'm sure we'll get millions of emails saying, you missed this movie and this book and this and this. And so, what did you guys think? Did you guys watch zombie movies, eat bacon, and wear ironic mustaches, as was the time? <laughs> What was your favorite zombie movie? What was your favorite uh, zombie book? Are you still
2: watching The Walking Dead? Who's your favorite character? It's Carol. The answer is Carol. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. I'm favorite character assigned, so there you go. I have been told. It's either Daryl or Carol. Come on,
2: don't even front. (laughs) Or else you're wrong. <laughs> okay, but actually if you have a different favorite character, <laughs> let me know what it is and then provide me three reasons why you're right.
0: <laughs> Our Gmail is a comedy of eras at gmail.com. You can email and yell at Shay all you want, but not me, because I don't want to be yelled at. We have Twitter is Comedy of eras. Instagram is Comedy of eras, without the A and stay tuned because we have a whole arc planned for you guys our creature feature arc and uh, I guess you guys will may have to wait to see what it is although you probably already know because it's pretty obvious
2: <laughs> it's a trithetica
1: to put the words out of Courtney's mouth I am a, uh, a master of the English language thank you very much <laughs> Well,
0: we will see you guys in a bit and uh, hope you don't get eaten by zombies.
1: Bye! Alright, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye! Bye.